This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 148. It being the month of love, I wanted to record a podcast on self-love habits. And these are the things that over the years of coaching, I have seen that so many, especially women, are missing these habits. And they're subtle and They can be challenging because they very much go against a lot of the programming that we have as a culture. So these six self-love habits are number one, listening to your body. Number two, kindness to yourself when you are experiencing challenging emotions. Number three, instead of criticizing yourself when you make a mistake or when you fail, being curious. Number four is upgrading your self-talk. Number five is trusting your desire. And number six is showing up for yourself. So the first one, listening to your body. And this came up really recently. I was coaching a small group of women. And it was something that I just kept noticing coming up over and over and over again when they were talking about health issues and struggles that they had gone through. And it was just so apparent that this was the missing piece. It was a lack of really paying attention to what the body needs and our bodies need for rest and recovery and downtime and not kind of pushing through and having an agenda, especially especially my fellow type A friends. <laughs> you know, we have we have goals. We we want to achieve big things. And so we push, often push ourselves and we bypass these signals that our body is giving us, like these signals of of physical pain or even just tiredness because we have this agenda that's coming from our brain. And having taught Ayurveda for 10 years, listening to your body is the number one skill. It's the number one tool to create more self-awareness of what's going on in the body and then being able to listen to that and know what the body needs. And in my experience, as as well as the experience of so many other women, you can only ignore the body for so long. There's only so much that you can push through before your body basically just, just says, nope, I'm done. And often that comes with uh, a health scare or a crisis or a diagnosis when it's often too late. And there's something that can be sometimes irreparable, or it's something that really stops you in your tracks, like burnout, adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, injuries, where you have no choice but to pause. And there's a great quote, if you don't press pause, the universe will press pause for you. And I think, you know, this is such a challenge for so many of us because we have been taught to operate from the neck up and to just keep going. And especially for women, a lot of messaging of that we need to self-sacrifice. And that's kind of been the expectation of putting ourselves and our needs and our bodies last so that we can show up for everyone else in our life, our families, our work our community even. So listening to your body comes with 
really paying attention and before doing something, before exercising, before making a decision, checking in to see, okay, what is happening in my body? Do I have the energy for this? Do I have the capacity for this? Is this really appropriate for my life in this phase? And I would say the other part of listening to your body is creating a foundation of self-care habits. I mean, this is the basics. This is getting proper sleep, and that means putting some sleep hygiene in place. What are you doing throughout the day and in the evening routines to help optimize your sleep? It's proper nutrition. Do you have a, a system that really works for you to feed your body well? Are you meal planning? Are you making and preparing most of your food? What do you do to nourish yourself well? And then movement, exercise. Are you taking time every single day to move your body? Have you found a form of exercise that you actually enjoy, that you like, that you can stick to? Is it balanced? Are you balancing strength, flexibility, mobility, cardio? And these are the things that are just, just, just so foundational, yet so many people don't have these basic foundational self-care habits in place. And that is just, just fundamental. We really need to, at the very least, have these three things, sleep, nutrition, and exercise. So the second one is, I talk a lot about life being 50-50. And 50% of the time, we will experience uncomfortable and unpleasant emotions. Stress, anxiety, overwhelm, boredom, anger, irritability, fear. This is just part of being human. Now, I did a whole series on the yoga of emotion, which you can go back and listen to. I think it's episodes 115, 219. And I just finished up doing a webinar on that, and you can watch the replay. And I did a a talk. So that was kind of the theme of the month of February. And I talk in that webinar, and I think the mistakes episode is 116, about the mistakes that we make when we are experiencing these unpleasant emotions, how we numb we suppress, we avoid, we distract, we blame, we shame. And we often make it a problem when we are feeling these negative emotions. And so when I think of self-love in reference to our emotions, I think of it as not being in such a rush to feel better and not making those negative emotions a problem. Because again, they're a part of life. We can't escape them. We're forever going to have to deal with those emotions as long as we're alive because we're human and because things happen in the world that are not optimal and we're going to have an emotion a re- an emotional reaction to our thoughts about that thing so when you can learn how to allow and hold space for your true feelings whatever is true for you in the moment that is truly the measure of self-care, self-love, and also mental health. So instead of suppressing, numbing, avoiding, 
bypassing. It's acknowledging how you feel. It's allowing it, accepting it, taking care of yourself, which again, that's what I go into in depth in the yoga of emotion. So make sure that you go back and listen to those episodes. They are so valuable. And knowing, and you know, the irony is the fastest way that you actually feel better is to give yourself space to to feel bad and to not make it a problem and not shame yourself or blame yourself for feeling bad. So the third one is when you make a stake, and this is, you know, when you don't show up as the best version of yourself, when you skip the workout or you don't follow through on your plan or you react and you yell at your kid or you say something, you know, not nice to someone or whatever it is, instead of judging yourself, criticizing yourself, feeling guilty, layering on all of that on top of the mistake, instead getting curious and being willing to cultivate a growth mindset and look at what didn't work and figure out why. Why didn't it work? What was I thinking in that moment? How was I feeling? What else was going on? Have I been under a lot of stress lately? Was my fuse really short? Did I not get enough sleep that night? Was I hungry? I mean, these are all things that when we can look at when we make a mistake or when things don't go well, we can just use that information to learn and do it hopefully better next time. The fourth mistake, or the sorry, the fourth self-love habit is upgrading your self-talk. And oh man, oh man, I mean, maybe this should be number one, but this is everything because the quality of your relationships comes down to the quality of your thoughts of, about that person. So the relationship with yourself comes down to the thoughts you have about yourself. So what are your thoughts about yourself? How do you talk to yourself? Do you say mean things? Do you call yourself stupid or an idiot or not good enough? And Often we don't even, it's like we just say this stuff to ourselves and we don't realize what it's doing to us on an emotional and on a subconscious level. So if you're in this habit of putting yourself down and, and criticizing and judging yourself, then the first step is really to be aware that you're doing it and notice how you feel when you are thinking this way about yourself and talking to yourself in this way. And then you've got to train yourself to do the opposite. You've got to focus on the positive aspects of yourself. So first, it's always awareness of what the current thought patterns are. What are you doing now? And then it's intentionally creating new thought habits. So I will often do this with my clients who struggle with confidence or self-worth, and I will ask them, okay, tell me all the things you love about yourself. What do you love about your body? What do you love about your personality? What do you love about your life? And the more you train yourself to do this, the more things you will see and the more you will build that confidence and self-worth. So. This is a big one because it really does drive your life. It really does determine how you show up in the world. And I don't think we realize what big of an impact our self-talk has. 
The fifth self-love habit is to trust your desire. And again, this is another thing that we have been programmed, especially as women, to not do and put our desires on the back burner until everyone else is taken care of, until all of our responsibilities have been met. And then if there's anything left, then then it's me time, when it should really be the opposite. And think about this. What would you want if you actually gave yourself permission to be selfish? And yes, that is the programming we've been taught that it's selfish to go after what we, what we want. But what if you just, if you just answer that question, if I allowed myself to be selfish, what would I want? What would I want to do? What would I go after? What would I allow myself to desire? And that is the truth. That is the thing that maybe you have not even given yourself permission to want. And I always say, you know, if what you want kind of scares you a little bit, if it it looks totally different than your life right now, trusting your desire doesn't mean that you completely uproot your life and throw it all away and go after this thing. I mean, you absolutely can if you want to, but telling yourself the truth about what you want, that's the first step and such an important step. And then you can decide, do I want to go after this right now? And maybe not. Maybe it's like, I want to acknowledge that this is what I want and I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to go after that. I'm not ready to make a change. I can just hold this as a knowing, just even within myself that this is what I know. This is what I feel. This is what I want. Can I just be willing to look at it, acknowledge it and trust it? And maybe that's when you open yourself up to the possibility that what you want is actually meant for you. And maybe it's not a bad thing. And then you can start to entertain those kind of thoughts of like, how would this be the, the thing that I'm actually meant to go after? Because I do believe that your desires are the map to your dharma. There's a reason why you want the things you want And so if we pay attention, that can lead us towards what we're meant to have. And I was just listening to a workshop earlier, and he was talking about, you know, when you really truly follow the things that you desire, that is where your success lies. Like that is the greatest potential for your wildest success is in the things you truly love to do. So Give yourself permission to trust that what you want, to just first give yourself permission to to want what you want and trust that that desire is a good thing. And then the final self-love habit is to show up for yourself. So what does that mean? That means that having integrity with your word. It means that when you set an intention you build the discipline, you build the follow through to to do what you say you're going to do. And we do this for others all the time. We show up for others all the time. We would never think to not show, you know, not come to an appointment that we set with someone else, but we do it to ourselves. So that is something that I you know, I teach all of this in my coaching and in my programs, how to build these skills. These are habits, like all habits, 
it's something we have to focus on. We have to create. We have to work on. It doesn't just necessarily happen automatically because a lot of this stuff is, again, stuff that we don't do naturally and or have even been trained to do the opposite. So I want to finish with a short little poem by Rupi Kar. Kar? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Called Acceptance. And this is how it goes. If I am the longest relationship of my life, isn't it time to nurture intimacy and love with the person I lie in bed with each night? Happy month of love. And I would love to know if you have anything to add to this list of self-care habits. What do you consider self-care habits? How do you practice self-love? And which of these six that I mentioned today, let's review them again. They are number one, listening to your body. Number two, kindness when you experience challenging emotions. Number three, when you make a mistake, be curious instead of judgmental. Number four, upgrade your self-talk. Number five, trust your desire. And number six, show up for yourself. Which one do you really want to focus on? Do you want to build as a habit in your life so that it's happening all the time consistently? And let me know. And if you want help, if you're ready for a coach, reach out to me. Let's book a call. I would love to support you on your journey. Talk to you soon.